This is the Let's Do It Better podcast, bringing you all the tips, tricks, and science behind how you can do business and life better. Don't do more, do it better. We're starting in three, two, one. Johnny Cass, we are back. Episode three, mate. What are we talking about today? Dave Morris, always great to be back in the studio with you. And today we are talking about a common problem that we see and hear from a lot of business owners. And they always ask us, how do you take time off and still make money without everything falling apart? This is a great one. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a business owner and you've built a really great business and a really good team, but still feel like you don't have the choice when you can take time off, when you want to or when you need to, because you'll stop making money and then everything will fall apart, then this is the podcast episode for you because in essence, choice is the important word here. We're going to be running through what's really stopping you from taking time off and why do we think that things can't run without us. Our action plan today, it's going to be a really cool solution for you to be able to take time off from your business right now without everything falling apart. So we are looking long term today, but we will also give you that quick win and that solution that you can implement and get results straight away. What do you reckon, John? Are you ready? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Super excited. I know that this is one our listeners are going to love. Then let's get into it. So Johnny, tell me this. Why can't we take time off from our business? Most business owners, they're going to business, obviously, because they want to work for themselves. They want to be autonomous. There's an element of freedom, not climbing up some corporate ladder or answering to a whole bunch of people. But, you know, the real big challenge is they get so entrenched in their business and they just, in essence, become afraid of a lot of different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's just this overarching fear there that if they take time off, their business is going to fall apart, their team aren't going to operate at the level that they should be, there's going to be some customer complaints. Really, in essence, the fear is it's just not worth me taking the time off because I'm going to have to fix up all the mistakes when I come back. Yeah, exactly right. A lot of people don't really think about this too much, and it's because leadership is a skill, you know, and it's a skill that you need to continually develop because as your business grows, it needs a different kind of leader with a different kind of skill set at different points throughout its growth. So while we're always told, and this gets hammered into business owners these days, you know, you need to behave like a leader. You need to be a leader. We never really talk about the fact that leadership behavior, it only has two main sources, the individual or the context, which that really talks about whether leaders are born or whether leaders are made. And this is covered in in modern leadership theory. And, And on one end, we say that leaders, they're born with these leadership traits built into them. And then on the other end, we argue that, no, 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 hold on, leaders, they're made and they're created by the situations that they're placed in. So if you're out there and you're struggling to take time away from your business, It's because you are either born with the belief that leaders shouldn't take time off from their business, they should always be present and always be involved, or the way that you've built your business, it's molded you into believing that it needs you to be there to run properly. So the only way out of both scenarios is to develop your skills as a leader. And one of those skills has to be your ability to take time out and step away from your business. Are leaders born or are they made? And, you know, we've all we've all had this discussion. I've studied this for quite some time. 
And my belief is, through the research that I've done, is quite frankly that leaders are made. Now, Mm -hmm. let me expand on that a little bit. So, look, there is no doubt that some personality types may have more of a natural propensity to leadership skills, Mm. you know. And if you're ever familiar with disc profiling, for example, your high dominant type of personality or your extrovert, some might say as a sweeping generalization would exemplify stronger leadership skills. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say, though, that if you're an introvert, for example, that you also can't learn the great skill of leadership. But leadership is a learnt skill, just like anything. It's very rarely that anybody is innately born a leader. No, I absolutely agree. Leadership is a skill. You know, whether you subscribe to one theory or the other, it doesn't really matter. You've just got to recognize that it's a skill. You need to develop that skill. And it really comes down to this one question, and we ask clients this a lot. It's, are you ready to stop being a business operator and to start being a business owner? right? Because they require you to be two completely different leaders with two completely different skill sets. That's a really important point there. Like, you know, a lot of people get stuck in, especially with the service businesses that we work, like, you know, they might have been great accountants or great graphic designers or web designers. And then they go out there and they just rehire themselves in another job exactly, rather than become the business owner, which is a completely different skill set. And as you mentioned earlier, requires a whole different level of cognitive thinking, which we'll talk about in a second. Yes. Now, here's the thing, though. A lot of business owners do find it hard to step away from that business operator mode. And I feel that that there's the belief there underpinning all of that, that is my business simply won't run properly when I'm not there. You and I have seen this many, many times is business owners, unfortunately, never really reach their full capacity because they're just too busy at the end of the day wearing too many hats. The analogy that I always share with this when I'm working with our clients is I want you to imagine that your business is like a boat or like a ship and you're steering that ship in one particular direction. Now, the business owners that get stuck in operator mode, like they're running around and they're rowing the oars and they're putting up the sails <laughs> and they go down in the kitchen and they're cooking for everyone. And, you know, then they'll eventually come up the front and realize that the steering wheel, yeah, it is a steering wheel and the steering wheel isn't right. And they just go around and around in a circle. Right. So if you're going to steer a ship, you need to be the captain at the front of the ship that, you know, Mm -hmm. orchestrates where it is that everyone is going. And that's the shift that we need from operator to business owner. And when we try to step away from our business, it stresses us out. If we're still in that mode, that makes it harder again, because when we experience that negative stress, it actually shuts down those neural circuits in our brains that help us to make smarter decisions and that regulate our conscious decision making. So when you try to take time off from your business and it stresses you out, then you're actually more likely to just revert back to your implicit belief system, which is that you should be there, you should be present and that you shouldn't be taking time off. You see how we get caught in that trap? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we hear it all the time. People say to us, it's just quicker and it's just easier if I do it. Carol Jewick is an American psychologist at Stanford University. In her book, which is such a phenomenal book and such a game changer book, 
She talks about two different types of mindsets. She talks about the growth mindset and she talks about the fixed mindset. Look, in its simplest form, the fixed mindset says, look, when I'm frustrated, I give up. I stick to what it is that I know. I don't like to be challenged and I'm either good at this or I'm not. So they're fixed in the way that they approach things. Of course, as business owners, ideally, we'd like to focus more on the growth mindset. The growth mindset is challenges help me to grow. I can learn to do anything I want. I can teach people. Feedback is constructive. And so unfortunately, a lot of business owners get stuck in that fixed mindset, which prevents them from being able to take time off and empowering their team. I know there's people out there saying, no, I do want to take time out from my business. I'm ready to take time out from my business. I just can't because there's just nobody that can do what I can do. That's something else that we hear a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. But again, Dave, that is a classic example of fixed mindset thinking. Again, we really need to shift to that growth mindset. Like I said, if we want to take that holiday and we need to empower the people around us to do their job, we've all heard it before, hire the right people and get out of their way. And when we talk about training and when we talk about transferring knowledge or helping people develop skills, We often really only approach it in one way, but when we talk about knowledge, there's two different types of knowledge. There's explicit and there's tacit knowledge. Now, explicit knowledge, it's much easier because that's when we can write things down in books or in databases and we can follow the method or we can pull up the information. So for example, in a business, right, this is your policies and procedures. Somebody starts, we've got our policies written down, we give them a copy, we say, this is what you need to follow to do your job. Or it's a recipe in a recipe book. We can follow that because it's easy, it's simple, it's explicit knowledge, right? The other side of that is that tacit knowledge. And that tacit knowledge, it's a lot harder because it's about how we, the only way that we can learn that is by doing it and by experiencing it. Usually when we can't find somebody to do the job that we can do, it's because it relies on a lot of that tacit knowledge, which is how we do things, the way that we do things. And, you know, people learn that by observing a mentor so that they can observe them, they can copy them, and they can be corrected in their behavior. So, for example, in a business, this is like when you hire a new salesperson, and this salesperson might be an absolute gun, right? They might come highly recommended, and they come into your business, and they're just not working. But what we find out is we want them not just to be a salesperson. We want them to sell our services and represent our brand. So that person, they need to learn how to respond to your clients clients in a way that you want so that their behavior is aligned to your brand, aligned to your mission, and aligned to how you want your business to be perceived in the marketplace. And that's Mm. what's really hard because you can't write that stuff down and people can't just read it. They need to actually experience it. They need to learn it from other people and it takes time to develop. I remember a little while ago, you just, just reminded me of that. I was watching The Founder on Netflix, which is the story of McDonald's and the story of Ray Kroc. And I think it was Michael Keaton that was playing yep. the role. And it's actually a really perfect example around explicit and tacit teaching. And it's a really perfect example of somebody who switched from well, he was a salesman, actually, somebody who switched from a salesman to being a business owner. 
and teaching a system and a process and being able to scale and grow his business to the point where the original founders of McDonald's, they were so focused on perfecting the perfect burger that they never focused on growing the system and making that system, you know, replicable to everyone else that Ray Kroc actually ends up buying their original store and building another McDonald's store in there because he was really more interested in the training and the replication of that. Yeah, and this isn't a one-off at all. I, Elon Musk did the same thing with Tesla. They were those really smart guys developing some really great technology, but they didn't have the skills to take it to that next level. Elon did because, you know, when we get into business, we get into business because we're great at doing the service that we're providing, right? But growing a business, training a team, developing skill set, that is its own skill set and that's something else that we need to develop. And look, you might not want to be the next Elon Musk or you might not want to be the next McDonald's because that ultimately what we're talking about here is being able to take time off and make sure that your business is still running. But the interesting thing, Dave, is that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of business owners, they really struggle with that whole concept. And I'm going to share with you why I think that is. It comes down to, we've already touched on one of them. One of them is fear, all right? It's just, it's so deeply ingrained in them. It's just going to be too hard. I can't do it. And they've developed that really strong work ethic, which is great, but they haven't developed that smart work ethic, or it could be better at developing that smart work ethic. The other thing that gets in the way, I find a lot when working with our clients, those who succeed seed is that they get past their own ego. There are so many of us that are like, you know, the hero. The business won't survive without me. Nobody can do it as better as I am. You know, I'm the only one here. And they get some sense of self-importance and they don't want to make themselves feel redundant. Whereas those business owners that really succeed at this, they do exactly that. They literally make themselves redundant. Yeah. And a lot of what we've spoken about today is understanding those deep rooted beliefs that we need to change. And that takes time, right? That's not something that just just happens overnight. You wake up one day and, oh, I've shifted my entire belief system. But this show, Johnny, it is all about doing it better right now. It's about what we can do that's going to have that impact right now. So now it's time for that action plan. You need to take time out to properly plan your time off because if you don't take time out, you'll never take time off. Mm. Right? Being able to take that time off is all about having trust and confidence in your team. And the mm. only way for that to happen is to support your team, to give them what they need to be successful, to give your business what it needs, to keep making money and keep your clients happy so that everything doesn't fall apart while you're away. Now, mm. to do that, it's all about the handover. Now, I'm sure we've heard this word, right? But people typically don't hand over their responsibilities early enough before they take time off. And it's either always left to the last minute or we give a briefing, but we never hand over those responsibilities while we're still there to help out with anything that goes wrong. So we've made it really, really simple. This is something that I've developed a long time ago and it works. Here's what I want you to remember. One plus two equals three right? One plus two equals free. Uh F-R-E-E. Right. If you're off for one week, you hand over your responsibilities two days before you leave, and then you'll be free to take time off. All right. Hang on a minute. Let me get right. So what does that mean? So if if I'm going to plan to take a week off, I hand everything over two days before I leave. 
Like, mm-hmm. like, let's be real. That that's feels very long. Like most business owners I know, they're usually stressed like an hour before they walk out the door or half a day before they'll hand over stuff. But, you know, if I'm off for two weeks and I hand over my responsibilities for four days before I go, that means that somebody else is doing my job for an extra four days than they have to. That's right. But if you don't take time out, you won't be able to take that time off, right? One plus two equals three. Because most of the time, here's the truth. It's not your team that lacks confidence. It's you. It's you that thinks these guys can't do it without me. But what they've been doing as they've been working for you and with you is without you even knowing, they've been watching how you do things and they've been picking up that tacit knowledge from you. Mm. So Mm. the great thing is while you've handed over your responsibilities, you're still there. So the things will come up that you're able to handle while you're there in that handover time. And your job is to support them and act as that safety net, right? And what will happen is everybody will be a lot more confident and we shouldn't be doing that the day before or the hour before. Now, We also know that with the people that we work with, when we start this transformation with them, they still want to be available on the phone. They still want to be able to check messages. They still want to check in on their time off. And that's all right, you know, to get to that point where you're really disconnecting, that takes a lot longer. But this is how to take time off from your business right now and to still make money and to not have everything fall apart while you're not there. One plus two equals free. If you don't take time out, you will never take time off. I love that, Dave. And you touched on something or a couple of really important things there. The reality is when we do work with some business owners, some of them do want to still be connected to the business. Of course, for your your business is your baby. You know, it's your obsession. It's a thing that you're passionate about. So for a lot of business owners, being completely disconnected is a bit difficult for them. But when we said it at the beginning of the podcast, the key thing here is when we work with our business owners, they have the choice as to how much they do or they don't want to check in. They're not on holidays and always worrying about the business. They're not feeling resentful or trapped to the business. They're not having their partners, their wives going, why are you always checking in on the business? They have the choice as to how much they do or they don't want to check in. Yes. And to get from that to a complete disconnect where you can take that time off, switch off the phone, don't check in at all, that Mm. is a longer process. We know that that takes around six months for us to really develop those skills and to really make that change. So if you want to develop those skills, it's a longer conversation. It's a bigger conversation. If you want to take time off right now, one plus two equals free. So Johnny, bring it home for us. I need a Johnny's mindset moment. What do you got for me? This is an old classic and an old favorite of mine, and it's from Henry Ford. We all know Henry Ford. You know, he came up with the Ford vehicle, the first guy who was able to mass produce vehicles for us, completely changed the way that we travel and move around. And his famous quote, which I think is so relevant for today is, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yes, I love this one. Now, I'll tell you why I love that one, because, you know, when a lot of our clients come to see us, at the very beginning when they see us, you know, they tell us that they can't take the time off. They, they put so much time and energy into convincing you and I why it's not possible for them to do that. And, you know, what I really want to leave you with is whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. If we would just put as much energy into arguing for all the reasons why we can do things, then our businesses and our lives would change entirely. So next episode, what we're talking about is how to shift your team into high performance mode. 
Now, this is all about getting clear on those responsibilities and those outcomes and how to make sure that everything that's happening inside your business is moving you closer to your goals, to your vision and closer to your mission. So if you know that your team can be doing better, or even if you're about to recruit somebody and you want to make sure that you're getting the right people on the bus, this one is for you. Until then, I'm Dave Morris. And I'm Johnny Cass. Now, what are you waiting for? Go out there and do it better. Bye now. See you guys.